0: Welcome back to Everybody Loves, Everybody Loves Raymond. I'm assuming you listened to our first episode, and that's why I say welcome back. I'm assuming you took nearly two and a half hours out of your day to listen to our first episode. What, what can we say? Have. What can we, we say? We appreciate about- it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's, that's what we can say about it. Yeah. We're, we're going to do better. Let's, let's put that on the line. Uh, Don't imagine. you love it
1: when the second episode of a podcast starts with an apology for the first episode? I imagine of the
2: imagine someone like just opened up this podcast, clicked on this episode, and the first thing they heard was <laughs> sorry. "We're sorry."
0: Well, you know what? Uh, we're sorry, but we're not sorry because we had a lot to talk about, and. Uh, we talked about I, it, so. I learned a lot about Ray Barone, or Ray Romano, like, as a stand-up comedian. I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And we learned a lot about ourselves. And speaking mm-hmm. of that, who are ourselves? My name's Adam Rudy, and I'm sitting here with my co-host, Michael Dormer. Hello. And Alex Sheer. I am standing for Frank. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> See,
1: I
2: salute... <laughs> Salute Frank always. Little callback to those uh, those two
0: hour uh, two hour homies. Right, our our two hour homies. S- some some things have day ones like people who are fr- with them from day one. We have yeah. two hours, people who <laughs> yeah. listen to the whole two hours. Exactly. They got to hear us. Really, they got to hear a lot of ums and uhs and yeah. uh, pontificating about the cultural significance of. Everybody Loves Raymond, because that's what this show is. This is, uh, as far as I can tell, the only active Everybody Loves Raymond rewatch podcast.
2: You know, it's funny you say that, Adam, because I did some research on this as well, it seems. And Mm -hmm. I found three all fizzled out Everybody Loves Raymond podcasts. Mm -hmm. One of them, not really a rewatch podcast. The one called The Barone Report is literally just the audio of every episode okay. uploaded in order. <laughs> That's
0: I saw, amazing. I saw that on Spotify because first of all, I googled the name of our, our show and most of the results, it turns out when you google the name of our show, are just about everybody loves Raymond because Google thinks you're like having a stroke or something. <laughs> um... <laughs> But I also looked on Spotify and stuff and nobody had come up with the name, which I thought was a really good name. So I was really happy Mm -hmm. about that. But I also found Mm. I found the Barone report and I I didn't listen to it because I didn't want to give them the, you know. The satisfaction. I, I want to I wanna describe to you. I listened
2: to all three just for like a couple minutes. And when I listened to the Barone Report, I clicked on the first episode. And it opened with like the cold open from the pilot where Deborah's in the kitchen helping the kids. And Ray yeah. comes in. I'm like, oh, they're playing the audio from like the first little bit to lead into the episode. That's great. And then it just kept going and <laughs> going and going. Which Can tells see, us. What are
0: some of the, yeah, go ahead.
2: What are some of the other names of our competition? All right. Here, there are two more. Mm. Um, I imagine you found both of these, Adam.
0: Yes, um, I know there's well, must love Raymond. Yep, and right? then the other I think they did commanding. like two or three episodes, right? That is commanding. They, is, out they did. Good. No, they actually did like.
2: Uh, they got all the way to uh, episode seventeen and eighteen. Of, oh, okay. oh,
1: that's that's pretty deep. One so we scene, have and that's then, um,
2: I
0: think our one
2: to beat, yeah. and then the other one. Is oh no the one that only has two episodes is everybody hates Raymond right
1: <laughs> I don't think yeah that uh well it turns out not a lot of people hate Raymond I guess
2: no I guess uh, they got tired of hating
1: Raymond well, really fast well we are about to lap the uh, the hate podcast that's so right, uh, well
0: we're right now we're neck and neck with them so we'll see right. how this goes today our first under two hour episode oh I forgot to start my hopefully stopwatch. I got downloaded a little (laughs) thing. Maybe under two hours. Maybe we've been going for that long already. (laughs) I got a little thing for the desktop here to show me how long we're going. I think it's called a Mm -hmm. timer. I don't know why I described it in such... It's a timer. And I thought, you (laughs) know, because sometimes I'm looking at other things. (laughs) I just need it in front of me. Or we will go for three or four hours. Listen, no... You gotta name it for the
1: techies out there, the guys that really want what we have. You gotta gotta give them the heads up.
0: Right. Yeah. This, you mean the brand name of this timer? Yeah, the brand name of the timer. Yeah, it's exactly. called, and we'll drop a Deborah in here because no no fucking free rides, Mike. It's called <laughs> it's called. Deborah! If you guys want to use it, and we'll all put right, a Deborah right. over that. Um, Thank and we you. got a good one this episode too to put over that. We
1: did get we, we I think we got our officially our first elongated Deborah of the entire run of Everybody Loves Raymond.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, it's a big episode. Um, but yeah, so the so Barone report doesn't even contend. Uh, everybody hates Raymond. We're about to leave in our dust, and yep. um, I wonder if must love for Raymond two hours. <laughs> I wonder I'm sure, if, like if you add them together. I'm sure they did like 23 minutes. Oh my God. Minutes. An hour
2: and 21 plus 36 minutes. Uh, yeah, we already beat them. We, already we already beat them. Beat, I mean,
0: hey, if that's, that's the great. measure. Yeah.
2: Must and, love uh, Raymond's. We're coming about, for you. Yeah. <laughs> we're it's going to take a hot sec. Their episodes are about the same as what I hope ours will be between an hour and an hour 30.
0: Oh well, yeah. That would be the dream if we could get in and out of here in under two hours, let's see if, if we can, can do it. If we could
1: spend less than two hours talking about a 22-minute episode of television, life would be good.
0: Yeah. Um, we've already been recording for seven minutes, so I think at this pace, <laughs> I, I, uh, I think, we're, we're, I think doing, we're screwed. We're screwed. Yeah, it's over. All right, all right. Let's stop talking about it and move on. Uh, the I lost my train of thought because I was thinking about. How satisfying it's going to be to write an email to the presumably dead hosts of Must Love Raymond and be like, you know, we suck it, suck it from hell. Yeah, we should invite them on.
1: That would be that would be a good crossover episode. Yeah.
0: yeah I'm going to edit the- out us saying suck it from hell. But yeah, we should. <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. You know, they can come on and do the uh, the episode three. They just never got to.
1: Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just going to say uh, to all of our listeners, if you want to participate in our uh, in our podcast, we have a new segment or we're trying oh, yeah. to institute a new segment that uh, maybe you would be interested in. You want to describe it, Adam?
0: <laughs> yes, I thought you were about to, but I certainly can. So I'm going to drop the I'm jingle. So, it, was,
1: it was your idea. So I thought <laughs> it that was you my know.
0: idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, full credit to me. I'm going to drop the jingle right here just so everybody knows, like the tone we're trying to set. And. <laughs> Ray yeah. So, the name of the segment that I came up with, full credit to me, is Remembrances. And. Remembrances. Okay. So, Ray the tone. Of remembrances is going to be nostalgic and warm, and it's going to make you feel like you're back at home in your in law's house who live across the street from you. Because what we want to see is uh, clips or, you know, pictures or anything that uh, the cast of Everybody Loves Raymond has been up to outside of Everybody Loves Raymond that you find. Meaningful. So, Ray Romano's stand up, Brad Garrett's stand up, a cameo that you got from Brad Garrett, and want to send to us, and also send us some of your money because that guy, clearly, you have money. He's to expensive burn if you're <laughs> buying Brad Garrett cameos. But we want uh, you know something to talk about outside of the episode, uh, and and to sort of bring any listeners that we may have into this whole process.
2: Yeah, I mean, I want to stress the barrier for entry on
1: remembrances is shockingly low. If you are watching any movie and see Patricia Heaton or Ray Romano, fuck it, if you're what, you could send us clips of
0: The Irishman and we would we would play it on the air. We should do a (laughs) actually is not going to help sped up. Well, this is not going to help with our runtime, but Mm -hmm we should do like a commentary track for the Irishman that people can sync up. And it'll be silent for most of it, but then when Ray comes on screen, we'll be like, there he is. Hey! hey, hey. We're just every time
1: Ray's on screen, all of us give our best, Deborah, for the entire time he appears. We could right. probably record that in like, 20 minutes. No, no, we we have to sit there
0: and watch
2: it. Oh, we actually have to do that? We can't fake it? No, we can't. What the hell are you talking about? Absolutely not. We just record like 30 seconds of like, yeah, Ray. And then we just kind of put it in wherever. Oh, no. Okay. It might be be inappropriate
0: for the scene. You know, we need to be (laughs) present for the arcs of all the characters to know. Mm -hmm. Like maybe we're clapping for Ray. Maybe we're mad at Ray. We don't know. I watched The Irishman. I don't remember anything about it. Because I it mean, was too long,
1: you? it was way too long. S- I just watched- like
0: our podcasts,
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah,
1: they're they're definitely
2: skipping ahead to the part where we just talk about Raymond.
0: And you know what? We get the uh, we get the numbers all the same, and the numbers are zero, so <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> full um, transparency. Full transparency. Um. Full transparency. So remembrances is, is the name of the segment. Just send us like a YouTube link or. I don't know, an IMDB page or like a picture or something. Anything Uh, that
2: can be transferred over email. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's right. Well, yeah, no, let's not start taking snail mail because then we have to get a P.O. box or open ourselves up to stalkers. Let's Mm. start with email. email. Then we'll see where
2: we are in a month and then we may allow stalkers.
0: Okay, and then the, the email address for remembrances is going to be very simple. It's going to be Raymond at... Symbol postfun.info. That is r a y m o n d at symbol p o s t f u n dot info. Like information. I also,
2: I also want to stress that uh, th- this this is our email for this entire podcast. So if you want to ask us a question about any part of the show, or Everybody Loves Raymond, if you want us to talk about a specific part. Or if In you want to send episode. us, you know, hate
1: mail, that's also the yeah. place to uh, to send it to. Yeah.
0: I thought about making it Raymond hate mail at postfund.info, <laughs> but I thought short and sweet was the way. I just assume if we get anything, it's going to be either remembrances or hate mail. Hate mail. Hate mail. Yeah, Are we exactly clear about, about what we're asking for from remembrances? Because I feel <laughs> like it's not clear to me. Okay.
2: Remembrances. One sentence summary anything involving the cast of Everybody Loves Raymond outside of the show, Everybody
1: Loves Raymond. Boom. Any, Yeah, any clips, any fun interviews, any time that TMZ caught Ray, Ray Romano with his pants down, anything yeah. like that, just send it in, and we will talk about it at the top of the show. We'll give you a shout-out, and uh, thank you for listening.
0: Yes, excellent. Yeah. You guys are really good at describing remembrances. Well, that's our you. that's our job i've okay. known about it for, for quite a while now mm-hmm. um okay we're at like 15 minutes so we're at good all pace. right i wanted the top of the show to be 20 minutes and we're just about there um all right. so checklist we've apologized for the first episode <laughs> we have uh done some idle chatter we talked about remembrances i think we're we're almost ready to get into the episode right? I think so too. I'm okay. feeling
2: good. I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling sassy. All right.
0: Good. That's what, that's your role on this show is to be the sassy one. And Mike is the, uh, what are you? Sporty one? The sporty one. I think I'm one? the sporty one. Yeah. <laughs> of, so we've got sassy, think, we've got sporty and we've got. I, I think you're spicy. Spicy. All right.
1: Spicy. That's what, what other spice girls are there? Those are the only three I know.
0: They're, well, they're all spicy, in fact. Um, the name would suggest tr- the name actually, of the Actually, you know grape. what? I might have just... I would, yeah, that's true. And also, I don't think I there is a sassy shown... spice. I think that might, that might have been a drag queen that you saw once, but- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm thinking, yeah. Um, yeah, so sassy, sporty, and spicy Barone. <laughs> We're like... <laughs> This is the our fan fiction. triplets
2: of the Barone oh, family. Yeah.
0: You can send for remembrances. You can send us fan fiction also because this is our fan fiction is we're the long lost members of the Barone family. Sassy, sporty and spicy. And in our story, we come to the Barone household where you <laughs> Ukrainian refugees. <laughs> oh, but there's God. a whole I'm going to write the whole thing. Don't, we won't have, we don't have to get into it. Now. Listen. I need. I cannot
1: emphasize this enough. If in your idle scrolling of the internet you come across Wattpad fan fiction of Everybody Loves Raymond, immediately send it to Raymond at postfun.info. Please, I'm begging you.
0: I'd like to co-sign that beg. So we yeah. will be right back. We're gonna take a break. We got advertisers, baby. So we are. You're going to hear an ad, and then we're going to come back and talk about season one, episode two of Everybody Loves Raymond. I love you. I love you. I love you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to season one of Everybody Loves, Everybody Loves Raymond. I'm coming at you from the future to replace what used to be an ad for a product or service with an ad for the Baronis Zonis, our pay what you want bonus feed where we play games, cover raise, other work, and more. It's not a subscription, a one-time donation gets you lifetime access to our monthly bonus episodes, plus a shout out on the show. And if you're listening to season one now, give it you know, 50 or 60 episodes, but you will hear your first name. Plus a chance to speak with someone at your bank when they flag the charges suspicious and decline it. So go to postfund.org slash donate today. And hey, let them know that Raymond sent you. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that authentic and uh heartfelt ad read. Um Alex did a great job with that and we thank him for it. Hey, uh, thank you, uh, you yeah. Alex.
2: Yeah, no, I, I worked really hard on that. I studied. About that really hard.
1: <laughs> Was very impressed with all the accents that you sent us too, all the different different takes that thank I gave. Yeah, you. And you uh,
0: were doing like a I like the one where you were doing like a the clumps thing where you were all the different characters um having yeah. like but it was like a dramatic clumps where you were uh you know di- <laughs> consoling one of the other clumps about you know the abortion they had just gotten it really was a tearjerker honestly I, yeah. and all
1: tied back to the sponsor i was very impressed
0: so episode 2 <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode 2 season 1 episode 2 of everybody what was the
1: title of this one want to take a guess mike uh, can I take, you want me to take yeah, a guess? Or or it I Love You? Yeah, What's it the was. name of the episode I Love You? Awesome. Yes, it was. All right. I have a lot of thoughts on this episode, generally yeah. speaking, before we dive into like, I mean, we can walk through beat by beat. I'm fine with that. But just overall, I thought this was a really, really interesting departure. Last episode, for those of you that uh, might have been a while since you've sat and listened to our classic two-hour special, um... Last episode, we talked a bit about, like, ranking Ray as a dad. He was a genuinely kind of a good dad in this. Like, he was trying. We saw him put effort in. You know,
2: Mike, I was waiting until we got to the podcast to tell you this, but, like, I'm not, like, entirely in agreement with you here. Really? I I hard disagree with
0: you. I I think he was trying. Well, I think
1: he was putting effort in. That's strange, because I'm usually yeah. the nice one,
0: Mike. Mm. Under the framework that we set out in the first episode, um, in act four of the first episode after (laughs) intermission, um, we said that we were going to be evaluating him not just as his performance as a father, but also as a husband. And as a husband, Jesus Christ, I mean. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of where my problems lie as well. Mm
2: -hmm. To... to, uh, clarify: We're using a one to ten scale uh, meter, ten being the best, one being the worst, mm-hmm. and we left Ray off, I believe, at, and a, a, five. at and a yeah. Read we, we ranked him as a five, five last time, yeah, and you know, plenty, plenty of potential to go up and down. And I'm excited to kind of see how he goes uh, throughout this
0: episode mm-hmm. and where he ends up. I figured out how to pronounce it, so we were going back, and we knew we wanted to do a play on barometer. That incorporated Barone. Oh, yeah. uh, Here's, I spent a long time. (laughs) I can't wait. Trying to figure out how to put these two words together. And the best (laughs) I came up with was barometer. Barometer? Barometer. Barometer. That's
1: not bad. A little clunky still, but you know what? We'll take it.
0: Look, I try, because if you take away too many letters from Barone, it just becomes barometer and it becomes meaningless. Yeah. Why but, not just Baron meter Well, I think the way that you're pronouncing it is just a slightly different. How are you spelling it in your mind with Baron Mater? Baron and then Mater. See, to me, that reads as Baronimeter. Like, I see that as an, a, an additional syllable.
1: Okay. How about barone? <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> what about Barone hyphen meter? And we, we pronounce it Baron meter. I
0: fucking hate that. I got to just right. honestly, <laughs> you dare bring a hyphen? This into is a hyphen
2: free zone, my friend. All right.
0: My podcast. my This is, by the way, I'm taking over. I'm the host and now you two are my <laughs> sidekicks because of those hyphens. If you hey, apologize, you get that. promoted back. Okay, so Alex and I'm I, I are gonna... the co-hosts. I'm not going to apologize for my hyphen. I stand
1: by it, All right, Mike, you're our forever guest. (laughs) All right, that's fair. (laughs) Uh, Why
2: don't we just start at the beginning?
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. With the classic bit. One thing that I um, wanted to say before is just to note some of the changes from the pilot, um, which we do see in the cold open. So the big change is the set has been... Not completely redesigned, but there's a good number of changes to the set. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, they get a little more money from Les Moonves, the disgraced former president of CBS. Disavowed. Was he? Yeah, disavowed. Disav- disavowed, but was he working on Raymond? Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. There are some mm. stories uh, on the Wikipedia page. Um, nothing salacious, but he's mentioned a couple times. Oh, okay. Um okay. So they probably got a little bit more money. They could make a nicer set, and they did. I like the, this is the classic set that lives in my memory that I'm going to decorate my own house like uh, if this podcast takes off and I can afford a house. (laughs) We need (laughs) to tear it all
1: down and reconstruct the Raymond set. Exactly. Brick by brick.
0: Yeah. But the other change uh, from the pilot is the twins, who we'll see in a later Scene. We'll see an awful lot of them. Oh yeah. Uh, (laughs) They were recast. So Madeline Sweeten, who plays Allie, her brothers Sawyer and Sullivan get cast uh, to replace the twins from the pilot, whose names I'm not going to look up. Uh, And they also change the names of the twins to Jeffrey and Michael. Which oh. they are for the rest of the Yeah, we talked about it last time. I think, yeah, we yeah, talked thought, about this last they, time. I thought they survived as uh
1: Matthew and Gregory for an entire season. I didn't realize that they uh I don't think did we get a twins name drop in this? Not this one, I don't think. Okay.
2: But yeah, uh, really? I thought
1: that it was an entire season, but okay.
2: Yeah. I'm pretty sure like that seems like something that would change right after the pilot. Yeah. Like those are the kinds of changes that happen like from pilot to the rest of the season. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: I agree. Um, that was probably a, they probably had a nice little lunchtime session where Phil Rosenthal and Ray Romano sat across from each other in that legendary writer's room. Probably. (laughs) And, um, what if we took that approach to this podcast of like, revere, revering old Hollywood, like, oh, the (gasps) glamour. I,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm already, I mean, I already hold them in the highest regards. They're the.
0: That's how pinnacle. you feel privately, but you didn't feel like it would match the tone that we That's
1: exactly. That's exactly right. I think all of human history was meant to <laughs> create the English language, and the English language was leading up to the perfect series that is Everybody Loves Raymond. That's, that's my feeling.
0: And Hard now we're done. Agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're done?
1: Now we're done. There's no yeah. point in making any other media. Oh, We've okay. done it. We've peaked out. We've Everybody peeked out. loves them.
0: Yeah. In terms of all media, we were building towards Raymond, and then Raymond in turn, and the fifteen odd years since Raymond's yep. been on the air, was building to this. Yes, podcast. Exactly.
1: This exactly. Is, uh, there yeah. was there there was B-E-L-R, ELR B E B E L E L R, and now we're in the E L E
0: L R era of humanity.
1: We are truly the post modern version of
2: Everybody Loves Raymond.
0: Yeah, where it's almost meta textual. In fact, all right. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the episode then. Um, so, like you mentioned, the cold open. Uh, <laughs> something familiar happens. Something familiar about the yeah. cold open. Almost, not word for word, but after a couple of words, then it's word for word. Pretty damn close. Yeah. So, Ray is conducting a phone interview with Tommy Lasorda, who I Lasorda know about only in the sense that he's nothing. Okay. No, I got you. I got it. Recognized? Yeah, Um, I got it.
1: Only know that he's
0: a baseball person. And so, let's... Throw it over to Sporty Barone. Yeah, Sports Guy. <laughs> this can be your segment. Um, this can
1: be my se- when, Whenever they reference a sports guy, it's my turn. Yeah, let's drop okay. a jingle. Okay. Sports Guy. All right, there you go. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I'll be honest. See, I am a huge Mets fan. I'm a fan of the New York Mets. Tommy Lasorda, though, is the, was the was a player and manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. So he's a little bit outside my uh, experience. I don't know too much about him, besides the fact that he was altogether, by almost all intents, not very good while he was a player. He had he finished his career with the Brooklyn Dodgers, which eventually moved to the Los Angeles Dodgers, with a uh, major league career of an 0-4 record as a pitcher, and a 6.52 ERA after pitching in only 26 games. In other words, he sucks. But... He be, he became uh, famous as becoming a coach and uh, the manager later on the manager of the LA Dodgers. Um, he was clearly very a uh, recognizable name. But what's interesting to me is that um, it says here that his career ended in 1996, which is when this episode aired. So I'm wondering if the implication is that uh, Ray Barone is interviewing. Uh, Tommy Lasorda, as kind of a like you know, final reflections on his career as an MLB you know uh, manager. Mike, I think that's actually what he said
2: in the episode. I think like you know, now that you're retiring, where do you think you're gonna go? And oh. then he
1: leads into the bit. In which case, yeah. that's a that's a huge get for Newsday as a whole. Forget I about know, Ray like Barone. Ripped
0: from the yeah. headline. What is this law and order special yeah. Barone's yeah. unit?
2: I can't believe they got him. Like yeah. even on the phone like they caught they he answered well like he was
0: there well we don't hear him on the other end of the phone he but like I he feel was, like he, he may as there. well have been saying president nixon thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me like it literally could have well, been well the anyone. reason well
1: the reason they didn't get that is because nixon was probably busy yeah but it's it's it's, it's it's tv adam they can't lie to us Guys, no Tommy yeah, I was lasorda gonna... was
2: on the other end of that phone call. yeah like seriously yeah like, i think it's illegal to lie on yeah t- on tv
3: oh
0: oh, oh. <laughs> sports guy Okay, sports guy, and that was your segment. Thank you very much. Um, I love that for you because there are uh, actually I did look at IMDb. Tommy Lasorda himself in person does come on the show in two episodes. Yeah. Oh crap! So that's a big get. Yeah, and then I know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is on the show at some point. So we'll have plenty the, of opportunities to throw to Sports Guy. Yeah, Sports My Guy. My favorite, uh, the
1: 1986 Mets eventually make an appearance, so I'll be I'll be all over that all one. All of them? Yeah. Great. Uh, Adam, we I, don't, we don't uh, need to have to deal. go to that episode, Adam. That could just be Mike. I could just be talking <laughs> about the 86 Mets. There are enough documentaries about the 86 Mets that I could just
0: talk about them for, for three hours, Can I probably. ask you a question? Is that... Yeah. When was Keith Hernandez... 1986. Okay, because there here's the Venn diagram between you and me, is Keith Hernandez actually had a recurring arc on Seinfeld. He did, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, so that's how I know who that is. And then you actually know who that is. So yeah. together, he- we make a whole person.
1: So here's the thing. Okay, Keith Hernandez was on the 1986 Mets. He also currently serves as one of the announcers for every single Mets game. Like if you watched on TV, you will hear the voice of Keith Hernandez he talks about Seinfeld not infrequently like it comes up a, a couple times a season that he talks about his experiences with like the,
0: the magic loogie episode and all of that. It's really so cool. He, he drops in occasional or not an occasional, but a frequent, you know, when Jerry and I were on set, <laughs> like things like that.
1: It's more of like. Jerry's a big Mets fan, so he will occasionally drop by the booth himself. And sometimes they'll just, you know, they'll be they'll be referencing 1986. And Gary, one of his or Ron, like the co-anchors of the of the program, of will occasionally be like, you know, hey, yeah, it was like that time that you spit on, you know, uh, Jerry or Kramer, I think it was. And uh, Keith will just be like, yeah, I remember back then, people, and they will go on like an anecdote about it. It's wow. kind of
2: it's fun. Yeah. I, for one, can't believe that they got Barry B. Benson himself to show up for a Mets game.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what?
0: Yeah. It's, um, uh,
1: it's a big get for them, too. Yeah,
0: The three of us, we tie in nicely to this because the three of us were at Jerry Seinfeld Day <laughs> at Citi Field. Yeah. yeah. and We, we got still
1: have the bobblehead.
0: Bobbleheads, yeah. and we got to see him throw out the first pitch from, I believe, the last row. <laughs> Literally, literally behind us was a fence and behind that was
1: the parking lot. It was we were right there. Yeah. Good times. Um, It was a great day. That was great. We're friends. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Just to prove to anyone that doubted. We we hung out once. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So sports guy. Um, Sports guy. Tommy Lasorda is on the phone. Ray is interviewing him about his retirement. This is ripped from the headlines. (laughs) Um, and then Allie walks into the living room from the kitchen holding a cookie, and I guess I can pull it up and play it, but yeah. I don't know if it's even ready worth that because the, we hear heard this. it last time. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, it's exactly.
0: the same. Hold on. Got to go scrub, trip. scrub, and oh, fast forward God, a little soda. bit.
3: Where do you think you're going with that cookie? Put the cookie down. Oh, no, no, not you, Mr. Lasorda, no. Uh, did I, I scared you? Oh, I didn't mean to scare you. Oh, I didn't know you were eating a cookie.
0: So if that's the like first it. time you're hearing that joke, that's good. Like, that's a great... That's a great bit. But if I think you're a even true being, yeah.
2: Barone believer... You it's not the first time you've heard that joke.
0: It is I mean Yeah. I'm I'm still one of okay the with few it. jokes that you might you know, that ray told that got him this show. So if you're on the inside of this, the entire process of production is probably okay, where can we put the cookie bit? Where can we put the keys bit? Where can we put you know, the bilingual Burger King bit? I don't know if they managed to work that one in. That's pretty specific. I, that, I that was a bit of a stretch. I yeah. don't
1: remember it. Uh I I'll be honest, like I am totally okay with them putting this joke in here. Like that's what that's what happens with a lot of comedian stand-ups. I know that happened with Seinfeld. It happens all the time with I mentioned this last week, but it happens all the time with Ted Lasso. Like that character makes jokes in Ted Lasso that he made in the commercials too. So, you know, it's a good bit. Don't let it don't let it hang out to dry. I'm good yeah. for it. 95% yeah. of the audience
2: will hear that joke there for the first time. Yeah.
0: I um think it works really well in this context like I think getting to see it in the situation that he's describing mm-hmm. brings it up like, you know, just a little bit and if I hadn't seen that uh clip and we hadn't talked about that clip, we would be saying that's a really strong scene. I really like this cold open. And then just gone about our merry day. But I don't know. It's just interesting to note where things are reused. And like you're saying, Definitely. it happens all the time. I'm not holding it against them. Just interesting. Mm-hmm. So then we see the classic playset opening again, which we talked about last time. We're not huge fans of. We find it confusing. We find I it- liked it. Okay, now we have some uh, controversy. I, no, um, all
2: right. I, I, I feel like I said this last time, and if I didn't, that
1: was because I just wasn't paying attention, which is also very possible. I but, also want to say, I, I didn't mention this last week, but he commits the sin of saying that he lives in Long Island.
0: It's not, it's not how it's Well, said. can I tell you a interesting factoid <laughs> is that the show was originally not going to be set on Long Island since Ray is actually from Queens. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. So it would have been set in Queens, if not for... There was some other show on the air that was set in Queens. Of Queens. Something about no, no, a king. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not quite. I don't remember. And king- uh, I'm not going to look at... It- Maybe it was because the nanny was set in Queens. I don't know. I thought King of Queens predated Raymond, but all right. Uh, they are, I think, one year off of each other. Oh, okay. Wow. Because That's pretty close. Uh Kevin uh what's his name Kevin James James, I was gonna say Kevin Smith Kevin James is on this show for as just a a you friend know, yeah, a friend, a recurring character um but then later, and we'll talk about this as it comes up, but then later he and Ray cross over as. Ray Barone and Doug Heffernan from King of Queens a couple times. Oh, later. that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same universe. Wow. Same universe. We gotta
2: we gotta find a King of Queens podcast and do a crossover episode with them.
0: I think we can just not do that and uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll just I won't just... do that then.
1: Next scene. <laughs> we can just Next scene. No. Yeah, there we go. Rat just...
0: Nemo's <laughs> I was gonna say we can just do it ourselves. Is like a fun little bonus episode. We can do that episode of the King of Queens. Yeah, cool. I'm sorry for shutting down <laughs> all of your ideas. It was Alex funny just, though.
1: Alex just wants to make friends. No, this I just guess that's that's his. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Let's find a Friends podcast and be
2: oh, and hang out I'll with them. Yeah. I've never seen Friends.
0: Um, Maybe that could be a we'll do a spinoff where it's just you alone. In your room, and you've just watched an episode of Friends and you just talk oh my to yourself about
2: it. That's a great episode for a Friends Rewatch podcast. I need friends. Yeah, that's but Friends logo. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: Anyway, we're at the end. Anyway, yeah. this is anyway. Alex's last episode before he goes yeah. big. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah. Spotify just called. They're offering you a deal for 14 million per episode.
0: No thanks. Yeah. yeah. But you no have Raymond to anymore. have Joe Rogan on every time. <laughs> every single time. It's not worth it. Chandler looks like he <laughs> eats elk meat. <laughs>
1: so If anyone, okay,
0: anyway. okay, no, you know what? Let's talk about it. If anyone on the Friends cast were at forty-five minutes, if anyone on the Friends cast <laughs> were to, what podcast do you think each of the Friends listened to? I think Joey is a uh, Joe Rogan guy. Not you just think because Joey of the name. Is? I think I Joey thought, I is. Chandler would be. No, I think Chandler probably listens to Conan or like Dax Shepard, mm. and he's like, you know, one of these days, my sarcastic comments are going to get me on with Conan. Mm-hmm. Conan's going to want to be my friend. Um, so
1: what's the what? Where does Ross fit into this? What's the podcast? Ross for is just listening to people? like
0: <laughs> for sociopaths. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Ross l- doesn't listen to podcasts. He listens to like court testimony of people who <laughs> think kidnapped. <laughs> he
1: listens. He listens to the Barone report. That's that's when, that's what <laughs> Ross listens to. <laughs> uh.
0: Okay, so. Let's, uh, yeah, we're all the we're girls at Nemo's. just listen to Caller Daddy. Yeah. Okay. Scene two. There we go. <laughs> we're at Nemo's. God damn it. We're at Nemo's. So, this is, I think, one of the, uh, you know, first, this is like the first big set that the show builds for a place they're not going to go every week. And it kind of gives you an idea of Ray and Deborah's world outside of their block where they live across from, uh, yeah. Marie and Frank. And Absolutely. of course, it's an Italian restaurant because they're the Barones. You've but heard also them reported on. These are the Barones. Be,
1: and they're also... Yeah, to be ahead. fair, Adam, Limbrook, there's
2: all there's only like 20 restaurants. 17 of them are pizza places. <laughs>
3: well,
1: yeah, we're on Long Island. Like, it's like it, it, you blink, you're going to... Like, you turn around, you're going to find a, an Italian restaurant right. on Long Island. Yeah, it's like the primary cuisine. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm complaining. I love no, no, no. Nope, nope, but yeah, Are absolutely. You, Pizza and bagels.
0: I am 50% Italian by heritage. Mm-hmm. Do you, okay. either of you, you're like Irish, right, Mike? Yes, I am. And I, Alex, I, you're. I am the
2: Italian as well. My mom's mom's side is Sicily. My mom's dad's side is Germany. I don't know. I I got to do Deborah! or something. Give yeah. my DNA to the government. We're not sponsored by. Deborah. Give oh, yeah. Give, yeah, give him a Debra. Yeah, give him a Debra. It's just a DNA testing <laughs> no right. site.
0: Um, uh, yeah, yeah, the DNA testing site of your choice. <laughs> yes. Um, But all that just to say, you know, I spent most of my life going to Italian restaurants. Mm-hmm. So this is all, again, just like the set, warm and nostalgic. I'm remembering what it's like to be, you know, at a uh, red and white checker tablecloth place and yep. i think they this is just good set design it be. is this anyway is,
2: yeah this is all this is true american italian cuisine the
1: pope watching over your I, back I, I exactly watching let's you talk about that jp2 great... just walking watching over their shoulder i loved that little bit Yeah. all right you want to yeah, be pope that's really guy funny. too mike what you want to be pope guy too do i want to be i don't know enough about church history to be pope guy
0: all right well it's okay. not you You've gotten mad at me in the past for is that the one that I called a nazi and you were mad at me? No, that was Benedict that
1: you okay. called the nazi Benedict the 16th who was the successor to JP2 so Okay. Benedict so isn't JP around yet. is all right. Well, I mean, he probably <laughs> he he probably played well, he was old, he was senile, he wasn't really that great, but like t- people got to what the reason the church scandal got as big as it was was probably because jp2 was in charge but we all he's, right. a, but he's a saint so we love him
0: so. disavowed
1: mm, i'm not gonna do that but you know eh, i'm gonna disavow for... i'm gonna disavow the scandal i'll say that
3: mm.
2: i'll do i'll do know. a a whole milk disavow <laughs> all right
0: all right okay.
2: anyway he's a saint and, and... he's one of the
0: great popes of history anyway continue uh, so Ray remarks about the Pope watching over uh them. I don't remember what the joke is, but it was good yep, um, and then, okay, so this is the episode. If you remember in the pilot, we knew of Deborah having one friend now this does not cancel out the existence of Lisa, but in this episode <laughs> it's we Linda. we meet Linda, not necessarily the same person, it's possible uh. We meet Bernie and Linda. So Bernie is played by Tom McGowan, who is a very recognizable character actor that you've seen in a million things. Mm-hmm. Linda, speaking of our friends, the friends, uh, is Maggie Wheeler, who played Janice on Friends. Oh, so, that's good for us. Uh, yes. So she uh, is rolling in fat residual checks right now. Uh, and, you know, I've seen her in a couple of different things. And she is versatile. She is not just Janice. I stand for Maggie Wheeler. Okay, I'll stand too. I sure.
1: haven't, st- I haven't found someone to stand for yet. But Alex got okay. Frank. You got, you got Maggie. I got Wheeler. Linda.
0: You got Linda. I got, I'll find yeah. my guy eventually. For me, okay. So, yeah. yes. Well, maybe JP too. I don't if think If you j- refuse to disavow you stand JP2. for it. I yeah. don't
1: think JP2 makes a guest appearance on Everybody Loves Raymond. I, I mean, mean, we got a lot of episodes to go, you don't know. I that's true. I don't
0: know. I'll probably, Kareem
1: did it. I'll probably stand for Kareem or for uh or for Keith Hernandez.
0: One of, probably one of those two. Okay. Yeah. Um so yeah, they're sitting at the table and Ray is kind of Fucking mean to them, not only because they're showing each other a little bit of affection; they're being, you know, sweet to each other, maybe a little more than you would. It was kind of a double date. But it was it's not like. Well, this is this is going to be a topic of debate for us, I think, because I don't think what they're doing at first is too bad, where they're just sort of like, you know, being, you know, cooing over each other and stuff. But Ray is Ray is kind of. Mean to them in in shaming them for doing that, and then he sort of calls Bernie fat, which is you yeah know, that's not cool that's mean also <laughs> um, but then you know I am a little bit on his side, especially because it appears to be a family restaurant once they start like feeling each other up, Bernie and Linda uh it does get a little excessive mm-hmm. yeah. um, but during this uh you know, live sex show that's going on. In the yeah. House. Uh, Ray and Deborah sort of go back and forth a little bit about, um, you know, showing affection and Ray not always doing that or not really doing that at all. I mm-hmm. should say,
2: I think the and, line, yeah. I think the line was Deborah saying like in response to like, uh, Bernie and Linda going at it, like, Oh, you got something for me, Ray. And then Ray said like a gun, <laughs> something. Like, I
1: don't know if it was a gun. Oh Jesus!
2: Something I don't like know that. if it was a gun, but it was. Yeah, it was. was something like that. No, pull it up. I want to
1: prove All
0: to right, you I'll that I'm it. right. All right, cool, cool, cool. Here we go. I think it was near Hold the on, end I gotta of the skip I think intro. It was near the end of that scene. E- buffering.
2: I watched this episode twice. I think I know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> okay, ads are over. Okay, here's we're in Nemo's. Let me get to you. the. Ow. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Oh, you got
1: what I need, Ray. Going? Uh, there it is. Oh, hey! You what did right. I tell you? I also... You were right. I also want to point out... Yeah. We didn't talk about it. Can we comment on how the waitress just had a lit cigarette dangling yeah. from her mouth as she delivered the I food? I think that's
0: funny. I, yeah, I think that's uh,
1: it's a funny choice. very funny, but also, like, it wasn't commented on or anything like that, and I was just, you know, I don't trust Nemo's now. That's, that's I mean, my thing. I
0: mean, yeah. It was 20, like years ago. That's kind of like putting a... a uh, no, I don't think that you could smoke and handle food at the same time in nineteen ninety six maybe I, mean, I don't know. No one's gonna tweet about it, that's for sure. That's for day uh, that is true. Uh, oh Susie the waitress would get so cancelled. She today. would
1: get she would get sacked. That would be it. That would be it. That is
0: uh Susan Varen as Susie the Waitress, oh. who's in a total of eight episodes. Oh well, good for her. I wrote that Look down. At
1: that. Um but yeah.
0: So yeah, Ray offers to kill Deborah <laughs>
1: because
0: because their friends love each and other. I, I um, mean,
1: okay. I think it'd be a bit it was a lot what they were they were straight up making out
0: at the table. I it's just yeah, it's, like come on, man. My yeah. I think at this point it's a lot. Yeah. My, but still. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, Go ahead, Alex.
2: Deborah was clearly like kind of like Looking for a little bit of affection, not that level, mm-hmm. but just like, you know, like a, a like a nice kiss would be nice around dinner. Ray was just not having it. He was not receptive to the signs his wife was putting out. I think that's a yeah. bad sign for him as a husband. Mm-hmm. I think at yeah, the end, kind of what Deborah like kind of like sees and gets re, like uh, reassured about is that Ray demonstrates his love for her in nonverbal ways. So I...
1: I, I, That's what I think... I was about to hit on that point, too. That, like, this is very much about verbal communication. His inability, his unwillingness, his uncomfortableness with saying the words, I love you. I think, yeah, I think they both have
2: a point. I think Deborah has more of a point. Definitely. But I I like that Ray tries... To understand why he's like this like he doesn't just try to fix it and fails like he's interested in understanding why he's like this. Mm -hmm. And that leads him to go to uh, his source uh, of upbringing. And that leads to the whole episode.
0: Yeah, he does at the end of the episode show her that he cares and that, you know, he's invested in this relationship and he wants to be available and, uh, you know, show his love in nonverbal ways, things like that. But I don't think we see that throughout the episode. No, not at all. I think uh and there this is honestly a whole psychological wormhole that I went down with like the the way that their relationship works. Mm-hmm. I wrote that uh I think she wants him to care enough about her to communicate and validate things about their relationship. In whatever manner that is done, um I think uh she's not getting it up to this point and this is just the most visible representation. Of
1: it. I I like that.
0: Yeah. Let's uh, get back to this sequential thing. So um, with uh, Linda and Bernie being so horny, so we're up to, I think, five in our running horny count yep. of Ray, Deborah, Old Spice, <laughs> Bernie, and Linda. Think, okay. Yeah, that's right. I think so. So those are the horny people. I wondered if... Um, because in the pilot, Ray was almost fanatically horny. Is this inconsistent or is it context dependent that he is so puritanical about this? I was sorry. I keep jumping the gun because I keep getting the answers to your
2: questions before you finished asking them. I kind of I thought about this a little bit as well when I was watching it, where it was like Deborah is asking him for verbal assurance that he loves her. I felt like a classic Ray move would be to demonstrate try- demonstrate his love through sex as a cover to get sex.
0: Like, that's kind of what I thought he yeah. would try first, you know? In the pilot, his whole MO was sort of appeasement and, like, not having conflict. And it's weird that he would, like, take a stand on this or, you know not have learned at this point in their relationship. I think we worked out that they've been together for like almost 10 years at this point. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That he wouldn't have, you know, figured out some psychological backflip to where he could, you know, at least, even if it's unnatural to him, at least give her what she wants. You know, give her what she needs to feel reassured about the health of their relationship. I will say his desire to avoid confrontation
2: is... Very consistent in this episode. That his, is true. His entire like half the episode happens because he very much does not want to have a
1: sincere talk with Deborah. Yeah, he's trying to avoid it at yeah. literally every turn.
2: And I will I will I will scold Deborah just a little bit for being very, a uh, very hard nut to crack when Ray asks her if something's wrong. And she's very resistant to actually tell him if anything is wrong when something was bugging her.
0: I had a different read on that, so let's um, let's get to that in just a second because that is, I think, a really loaded, not like loaded. It's it, this is everybody loves. It's, food, a, it's <laughs> a it's a dumb fun scene. Yeah. We've already gotten too fucking deep in. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, but I think we're talking about their psychology and like the health of their relationship, but like, but that's what they're here um, for. That's what everyone's here for. Yeah, just the over
1: analysis. Everyone.
0: Uh, yeah. So Ray and Deborah go home after uh Nemo's and Ray is aware enough to know that something appears to be wrong. They come in, Deborah's not uh she, she sort of brushes over it cuz Marie and Frank are there. Uh Frank is in the living room. He's taught Allie how to do a Marlon Brando impression from a streetcar named Desire, that was very cute, which is That a, was an adorable. adorable scene. It's adorable. That play is about a abusive man yes, who you're, nearly sexually assaults his sister in law. Okay, um.
1: so yes, you're a hundred percent right. The play is fucked up. The impression is adorable. Like both of those the things are true at the same time. Spot yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: It's just I think there's something about everybody loves Raymond where if you don't, I don't think you're supposed to think about it too hard because like, did they watch the movie or is he just giving it to her out of context? Same thing for the next line, which is from
1: another Marlon Brando classic, The Godfather, which is also Mm. a super violent movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I think this this podcast work works because we're able to kind of take that extra look at everything And see that it's actually kind of like strange when the actual pitch of Everybody Loves Raymond was come home from your exhausting nine to five and watch the funny Muppet man talk about how hard it is having kids. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Genuinely.
1: Also, by the way, about Marie in that scene, clearly no lessons learned
0: from the last
1: episode.
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. So this is what we were talking about last time is like, does anything matter Episode to episode, Marie was down in Ray's basement office and, uh, wondering, she asks him why he locked his, uh, desk drawer. And he had to dance around then, the issue. Yeah. And then, uh, she mentions offhand, which I found very funny, uh, she's like, oh, okay, I, I broke a knife. Then. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's a good line. Which- I think the characterization of Marie as being someone who is just compulsively snooping is funny, and I'm glad that they keep doing it. Yes. Just a little line about, like, maybe off to the side, Deborah being like, "She didn't learn anything from that speech you gave on my birthday." <laughs> like, <laughs> just some I kind know, of continuity. Just a little
2: continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm with you.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we I, we all understand why it's not there, but yeah. I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then Robert comes downstairs oh, yeah. in a towel, in which is yeah. not quite. He's not going into the horny count, but let's start a new count. I don't know a a sex count, a sexy count. Yes. I don't know. Were you, are you saying that Robert's
1: like, hot? Is that what the, where this is going?
0: I'm saying that uh, there were probably people at home who were like. <laughs> okay, Robert coming down the stairs ma- a little sopping wh- How many times
1: do you think Brad Garrett got laid based on that scene alone? That's my question.
0: Uh, we can ask him. Let's get. Let's order a cameo from <laughs> him. And that's the
1: question we ask.
0: And that's what we wanted. We are
1: single-handedly two. going to make Brad Garrett's. Cur- We're going to pay for his retirement by asking him various <laughs> questions about EL. Mike, Brad Garrett's fine. <laughs> He's fine. He has enough money. Yeah, it's probably right. Yeah, it's probably right. Yeah, he's got people paying him seven hundred fifty dollars for uh, cameo. So, um,
0: well, depending on how our, I mean, our ad reads were really good, <laughs> so I think, I think we're gonna get there to where we can ask him as many questions as we want. And fun fact, Cameo owns the rights to um, every Cameo. Uh, so we actually could not play that on the show. Oh, that's a pathetic. But we could read a transcript. There of. you go. Okay, cool. So yeah, the dream is, is alive. All right, so Robert, uh, by way of explanation, is naked and wet because he took a shower. Um, this was interesting. What is this... Um, sort of man-child angle of Robert doesn't like to be alone in the house, and then there are a couple other things where it's like, this is not the Robert we come to know who is just sort of stuck. This is like a Robert who is, like, stunted in a, a an emotional or maturity way. You know what I mean? I'm interested in what is going to happen because
1: I don't know if they changed his characterization or if it later comes out that Marie and Frank are misunderstanding what he's going through. Uh yeah, I genuinely don't know the answer to that at this moment. Uh but you're right. He yeah. you think that the thought that's in everybody's head is this guy's like 40 years old. Why is he why is he scared to be alone? Uh yeah.
2: Last last week we did mention kinda how long it's been since we've watched the show. And for me I, I watched it the most recent And my memory dictates that Robert's kind of like this for a lot of the show. And I think it makes sense based on how Marie treats him. She doesn't allow Mm -hmm. him to grow up. I think the only reason Ray grew up
1: even a little bit was because he got Deborah. Mm. So actually, that kind of makes sense because I remember that like. Robert does become his own person, but that's really during the Stefania and Amy arc, when he when he starts to, like, form relationships yeah. other than
2: with his family. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, actually.
0: I knew it changed at some point, and I... I think that's when it really happens. I think I remember it, yeah, being, like, an organ, Like, a the rare moment of continuity in this show mm-hmm. where Robert gains confidence, and then we see that reflected throughout... Yeah, exactly. ...the remaining episodes. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see uh, where that inflection point yeah is, we'll talk about where, that six years from now when we get to see yes, exactly <laughs> yeah yeah but still it's gonna be pretty fun Uh, yes so Robert casually mentions that he broke the shower and that's a good uh transition into the next scene where they're in the bedroom Ray comes into the bedroom holding uh not just the shower head but the entire chunk of the wall I the just shower was attached I'm to. just gonna say it that's such a funny bit like that that Robert's secretly a superhuman. I, I love that yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, it's like does he have like Hulk powers yeah. or yeah. <laughs> did you not want to make Robert ang- I I mean, we established last time you probably don't want to make Robert angry because he's a hair trigger with that <laughs> yeah. gun that he always carries around. But I think that's we we wondered last time if the show gets into the territory of like unbelievability at all. And I don't think we're quite there yet, but it's very shocking that Robert would be able to just rip an entire <laughs> shower head and some wall out yeah, yeah, through his he, brute strength. He
2: said it must have been a little loose because I mean when he went to Jiffy it yeah. uh you know he he frickin' just destroyed the whole thing.
0: <laughs> well that brings us to um the the uh ray asking deborah sort of changing the subject um he still thinks something's wrong he assumes it's his mom i thought it, uh the the sort of run of she broke our knife let's i kill love her, that was really <laughs> it funny was. it definitely the, the was the
2: delivery that was the first time <sighs> in these two episodes that like ray's delivery was like that's funny yeah that's really yeah. good yeah
0: like just the where it wasn't just the con- the concept behind yeah, it. It was, it was like he's actually doing a good like, job of delivering. Let's kill this. her. Just I think his acting does get notably it's better. It's so much in better. Yeah. yeah. Even in this episode, I don't think it's as good as it eventually gets to be, and it's certainly not as good as it is now. I think Ray in modern times has given some really good dramatic performances, mm-hmm. but the um, Irishman.
1: Yeah, the Irishman, yeah.
0: of course, which keep an ear out for our commentary track. Mm-hmm. Um but I think on the spectrum of the pilot where he hasn't done any acting at all and the Irishman, uh he's he's gone from a zero to a one. Yeah. You know, he's or maybe even a two. Like he's getting step better, forward. and I think you can see that in some of his line mm-hmm. delivery. So Debra uh, admits, doesn't admit, but she bro- broaches the subject that Ray is not affectionate towards her, that he never says, I love you. I find, personally, Ray's attitude about sort of public affection to be kind of puritanical, um, which, again, I, f- I just noted it because it was inconsistent with the pilot, I felt like. I felt like that Ray was, like, all... You know, horny all the time. I don't think it. I don't think it contradicts because we only saw
1: Ray horny in the confines of his own home. Yeah, we don't really see. That's him. true, but we don't see
0: him out in public that often. Mm, in the front yeah, the pilot, nope. anyway. But they are home, and he's still sort of hemming and hawing about it. I oh,
1: are you saying that he's hemming and hawing about it while they're in the bedroom? She says, "Like you're saying, he should have been kissing her right then and there."
0: No, I'm saying he is. When they're talking about generally showing affection, mm-hmm. um, he's acting like, in this scene, like he wasn't a super horn dog mm. an unknown amount of time before in the previous episode. Right, right. What he's saying reads to me as a guy who is generally not comfortable showing affection, even in private. Mm-hmm. So I. Th- you know, if that's the character choice that they're making for him moving forward, fine, and then we get to see him grow out of that at the end of the episode. Um, Here's the
2: thing, too. Physical and emotional affection are pretty different things, or can be very different things. Like, Ray could be very comfortable being physically, like, you know, there with Deborah, but kind of get uncomfortable about, like,
1: talking, or, like, Expressing how he's feeling. It's a decent point. It's a decent point, and I guess you yeah. you're saying that like in the different context, like the physical affection takes on a different meaning, like that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, like when when Ray, you know, is is expressing his inner horn dog, it's more about like the f- the physical pleasure he is excited to experience. I like
1: that we've yeah. created this sub character for Ray <laughs> called Horn
0: Dog Ray, who just is is uh, ready for that's it. My, that's
2: my new Twitter handle, <laughs>
0: Horn Dog Ray. <laughs> um and Deborah even says, you know, and I don't mean shouting it out during sex mm-hmm. in regards to I love you. Um so I think you're right that Ray probably and this is probably what is so disheartening to Deborah is like, "Oh, you only love me or you only like truly value me on your terms when I can, you know, provide you with physical affection." And I think that is sort of her motivation in this episode Um, i think so
1: too i think the i think the thesis statement for our podcast is becoming ray and deborah should go to marriage counseling that's that seems to be where this is going come on the podcast just get divorced
0: honestly (laughs) like
1: (laughs) well i think that i don't know about that because i do think that like yeah they have their issues but like i do think that they have a good i think they're trying to get to the fact that they it's not a super unhealthy thing. They both enjoy the family that they started. I don't know if that's if that's kind of where the you know, I don't know if that's where the uh writers are leading us to to think about. I I think that they're genuinely trying to present a realistic relationship. Whether or not that's true is up to debate, but I think that's what they're going for. I don't think it's supposed to be uh I don't think we're supposed to feel like at least I don't think we're supposed to feel that Ray and Deborah are bad for each other. Maybe living across the street from their parents are, but I think that's a separate thing.
0: No, I think the... First of all, I don't think the writers thought about it as much as we yeah. are. Um, but I, my personal take on this is that Ray and Deborah are not bad for each other. I think Ray does not have the communicative or emotional tools, at least in this episode... To fully participate in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And I feel for Deborah entirely, you know, that is not what they're... I, I understand that they're 10 years in and they're, you know, maybe some of the bloom is off the rose, as they say. But... um <laughs> I, I don't uh I don't think she should tolerate it honestly. I think Ray is just not emotionally mature
2: enough to handle this yeah. and I think that does stem from his parents and if you'll indulge me uh this this conversation about uh, kind of Ray and Deborah reminded me of probably my favorite quote uh from a show called BoJack Horseman which I I talk about with Mike all way too time. much. all too much it's yeah. probably it's, it's my favorite show it's a good show um there's a quote from like a one one or two time appearing character um and this scene that he's in is set in like probably like the 30s or 40s and he's with his wife and his wife is like kind of like crying and she's obviously very uh upset and he just goes like well As a modern American man, I was never, uh, I'm not prepared to handle a woman's emotions. I was never taught, and I will not learn. And then he leaves.
0: (laughs) That's perfect. That entirely sums up Ray. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. That's very good. Of course. So, uh, yeah, the end of this scene, uh, Ray finally, you know, like all emotionally stunted men, gets frustrated uh, and just asks her what she wants, and I felt like her Patricia Heaton's performance in res- in response to that was like really surprisingly like real and like honest. Like she, I think up until this point in the scene, she's trying to slowly be vulnerable and sort of tell Ray how she's honestly feeling and sort of hint at a movement towards change in their relationship and he reacts with frustration and I think you really see her be sort of cowed by that and uh just the you can almost see her like emotionally withdrawing at that yeah. point. You know, she crosses her arms and sort of like changes the subject or starts to change the subject is that says, when she I don't know. Is that when
1: she turns off the lights and gives up? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like like it from her perspective, right? Like the whole night is Ray going what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, and then she tells him what's wrong, and then he shuts her down for it,
0: yeah. yeah, I think uh it's just you know we were talking last time that we don't really get much character development from Deborah. I thought just that like physicality change was great at the end of this scene, like told us so much about uh where their relationship is at at this point, mm-hmm. what her you know and again we're thinking about this more than we should or you know it gave us a a peek into her inner life that developed i think just that developed her character a lot i think so too that's my read on. I, I i
2: agree and then the episode ends with a lovely little bit where you know she has that really emotional kind of like thought and then shuts off the light and ray's like wait i
1: have to pack yeah. He's like, Hey, I'm still packing here. I still yeah. I thought that was delightful. It was a nice little nice little joke.
0: Okay. Anyway, next scene. So uh the next morning, uh Deborah is giving breakfast to the kids. Uh, Ray comes in and she gives uh he gives her a card, uh, which is a nice card and uh, you know, it shows I think this is like we kind of see Ray having that like you know, making that nonverbal effort. Well, and it's also a half-assed attack. I,
2: I think I, this brings it down for me. I, I, this brings Ray down a point for me because, like, he did not. He did this to get her to stop complaining.
1: It was in the the card was in the fucking bag. He didn't even put it in it the was, envelope. It was an
2: oh, yeah. like, <laughs> It was an empty empty gesture. It actually was in the envelope, but he put the
0: envelope back in the bag. Yeah,
1: exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which
2: Come is up. it that hard to just carry
0: the envelope? I don't know where. Where are we on the barometer for Ray right we, now cuz I'm sort of hovering at like a 2.
1: I'm going to give him like a 3. I don't I, I don't think he can justify much higher than that but yeah, I'm, I'm somewhere around there. I am you know, I was I was thinking four.
2: I think I'm also going to go down to 3. I'm with Mike on this one. I think yeah. Um between the way he acted with Deborah the previous night and then this empty gesture in an attempt not to make her feel good, but to just resolve uh, and end this, like, problem, and then
0: it not ending, yeah. and
2: then him complaining more. I- I'm going to put him at a three right now.
0: I think it's interesting that he thinks that the card saying, I love you, will somehow absolve him of the need to change. Yep. You know, I think that's yeah. that's sort of been, up to this point at least, Ray's whole motivation is, like... If I just appease them, I'm not gonna have to change. I,
1: I just I it flashes me back to a bit of believe it or not, Kevin James stand up where he uh he makes a joke. It's basically he makes a joke about like how you know, his his I forget if he said it, if it was his girlfriend or his wife, whatever, gets really, really excited whenever he brings home a card from the store. And he makes a bit about how, like, it's not really much of an effort because he fills it out at the stop sign. He does some good physical comedy. But this strikes me as like Ray saw that bit of comedy and took it seriously. It's like,
0: oh, that's how I get out of this mess. Yeah. Well, also, Ray didn't fill it out. No, he did. You're right. I, this is a pre written He wrote. I don't. Deborah remember what he he wrote. wrote,
2: Yeah, I I have to. I have to enunciate with this. He wrote, "Okay, Ray," and then I (laughs) just have to stress: Raymond Barone is a professional writer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's such a true point. That's so true. Honest. Well, listen, he can That's a great point. He, if he got Tommy Lasorda to get on the phone and tell, and tell Deborah that she loved her, that would be a different <laughs> kind of conversation. I think he was. Wow. He was sports writer at the, of the year at one point. You're absolutely right about that. He's like he's an accomplished. Yeah.
2: Yes. Writer. He could have made he his own. He has a card. way
1: with words.
0: He does.
2: Yeah. And it, look, if he just took like a piece of regular printer paper, computer paper. Folded it in half and wrote her a card. I think she would have loved it like a million times more. A hundred percent, I'm with you.
0: Or just fucking said it. Yeah, you know. Um, and this like as the scene progresses, so um, obviously Deborah thinks the card is not enough and she shouldn't. So uh, again, she's in the right here. Um, I just wrote down Ray sucks. <laughs> um, but then we find out that he can say it really easily to his kids but not his wife which i, I that's like that's sociopathic like that's that's <laughs> weird that brings him down to like a 1 for me like that detail well if we're talking about garbage. the barometer as like
1: a uh, as as a dad thing i think it's a bit different but husband you're right this probably is, down this low this is
2: where it gets foggy on the on the bar- barometer barometer the barometer the thing is that he, yeah, it it counts him as both a father and a mother. So do those cancel each other out? Uh, I father th- and a, a hu- husband. A husband?
1: <laughs> Fa- what did I say? Father and mother. Mother. <laughs> oh, whoops. It, it, listen, if whoops. Ray, if we're judging Ray on the idea of a mother, I think he's like below. Yes. I think he's in the negatives. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did he ever breastfeed those
2: children? I don't think I, so. I think
0: it's a no. I don't think so. Yeah. Um. Okay. But uh, obviously, Deborah finds this unacceptable and uh, leaves the room. And this is a momentous occasion because as she leaves the room, we get this.
3: Come on, it's all here
1: in the cards. Deborah! Deborah! Stella! There hey, it is. There's the
0: punchline. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nice little callback. You- that is our first classic deborah honestly i'm relieved that it's not a like mandela effect thing where he never actually <laughs> calls out for deborah yeah i'm with you yeah you put it on the counter one and they'll just one deborah stay
1: at
2: one for like three years well he does on. he does say deborah twice so do we count it twice or is it just one I,
0: yeah let's count it okay twice. Well, no, because then we'd be counting every time somebody says Deborah. All right. So only I think we, it needs to be a sustained Deborah. Sustained
2: yeah. Deborah counter. One. Bing.
0: At the end, oh, man, this report that we're going to put out at the end of the year oh my goodness. is going to be amazing. We're going to win the, the Nobel Peace Prize. Everybody
1: just wait for those quarterlies. Yeah.
0: We just need to find, we want to get it obviously in like a prestigious, prestigious journal you know, like an academic publication, we just need to find peers to review it. How about it. you know?
1: How about our friends at the Barone Report? We could get that. We could get them to sign. They it. know
0: a lot about the show. I don't. Honestly, I don't think there is a human being behind the <laughs> Barone Report. I think it's an artificial intelligence. You're probably right so, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll reach out to the Must Love Raymond people, or at least go visit their graves. Um, <laughs> so we get our first classic deborah and then uh we cut up to frank fixing the shower oh yeah i thought this was like i'm sure this like really titillated you alex because this is a great frank like tour de force this every scene is a great frank scene unless he's not there (laughs) well said (laughs) alex Shear,
1: 2022 there you go
0: well said Um, I just thought like his, once he finishes fixing it and then he gives the description of all, like just the phrase hot is now cold, (laughs) like leading off of that is so funny. Absolutely. And then, uh, the, yeah, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, just like, first of all, I just love the, this is like such a grandpa moment of like just home repair. You got to fix it and he fucks it all up. I I just, I love it so much. Very well done. Yeah. That was Peter Boyle's always great, but this is a particularly good scene.
0: This is, I think, like, the first... Because, like, in the pilot, we didn't really get, like, a Frank showcase. Like, we got to see him, like, sniff the kids and, you know, whatever. Yep. But this is, like, the first, like... It really establishes Frank and his, like, idiosyncrasies Absolutely. really well, I thought. Yeah. Um. So then the tone of the scene kind of changes. Ray asks him when the last time he said, I love you, was uh, to anyone... And I just thought, uh, you know, again, to get too deep into it, it's an interesting insight on how Frank sees the world because mm-hmm. in this scene, at first he like dismisses Ray and you know says it's not we're not living in a fairy tale or anything um but then in the same scene, he at some point says his parents didn't tell him that they loved him because they didn't want to spoil him yeah. mm-hmm. which i think so we have these and this is again too much thought being put into this but we have these like competing ideas in frank of love is something that's very valuable and showing affection for someone is very valuable and yet the very notion of being asked to uh show affection for someone he dismisses out of hand it's like so, asking
2: it's like asking for money from for him, I would say, yeah, if
1: affection is currency. That's a good analogy. Asking for it is like asking for free money. Yeah, and like Marie comes in and she gets mad at Frank, but like it kind of echoes the same idea. And what's really interesting to me. Is Frank gives the date, location, and time of the last time Marie told him "I love you"? So, like, it does matter to him. It
0: meant a lot to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. It is. That, I like that currency analogy.
1: That could have been bullshit <laughs> <laughs> on True. Frank's account. Listen, I am choosing. That's another read. I am choosing yeah. to believe in Frank. Look, okay. I am
2: too. I just have to play uh, Marie's
1: advocate in this one scene. I promise <laughs> I'll never do it again. Yeah, I'm a Frank stand for life. I, I also, yeah, yeah. I also just want to put out that like. I think it's interesting of Ray to do this because I'm not sure if it's in this scene or if it's in the next scene, but he says something to the effect of like, I don't want my kids to grow up affection starved like I did. And I thought it was a really like, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting, like they almost touched on like a parents trying to reverse the sins of the father kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, And then like a scene after that, it disappears because Deborah sees it. And instead of being like, all right, this is a good first step. She's just like gross and it it just yeah well it kind of it kind of undercuts what i think the episode was almost trying to get at mike for me
2: and i'm gonna end this little rant by bringing ray back up a point for me because in the previous Mm. scene that i forgot to mention um when he's talking about like oh this is how my 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 parents were they never really showed affection to me and then when deborah broke out like the is this how you want your kids to be when they're grown up Ray gives, like, a legitimately, like, endearing, like, single no. Mm-hmm. Like, he really, like, I could tell he really meant, like, no. Like, he almost snapped out of it. It was like, you're you're right on this. And then he goes yeah. to Frank and he expresses that same sentiment. You could tell what Deborah said stuck with him going into this uh, discussion. That's mm-hmm. one of his main arguing points. And I think that's what gets it through to... Marie and Frank too, and that's why they do what they do in the following scene. Yeah.
0: Um. So I think, yeah, I I also would yeah. bump Ray up just for having the intention to change, or at least to explore the idea of change, and to look mm-hmm. retrospectively at why is why am I like this? Um. I think that brings him up from like I think I had him at a do I have a you had him at, at a one two. or you a had two? him at a two? All right. I think I'll bump him up to maybe a. Cautious four. I'm cautious four. I'm at four as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I think I'll the will there. to change is important. I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there. Okay. Um. Yes. So. Uh, oh, I also just wanted to mention Marie when she. Oh, two thoughts. Marie when she enters, throwing the tuna fish sandwich into the sink is fucking hilarious. <laughs> so funny. That's real. Just her fucking comic timing is so good. Yeah. She is the best performer on this show. I stand for Marie a hundred percent. I really like Marie. I love it because she like when she's going off at Frank, she
2: stammers for a second and then she's just like she she, like, you know, forget this tuna. And then she throws it. Yeah. Like you could see her whole like mental process and it feels very human, very yeah. real. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, the other thought was just like what you were saying about the the money analogy for affection and love, the fact that um, Frank has sort of these competing ideas of, you know, it's valuable, but it's also precious and shouldn't be used, you know, uh, sp- it should be used sparingly, um, sort of makes sense as to why all of them guard this resource so, like... Try to pres- They don't want to be vulnerable about it. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Absolutely. Um, it's sort of like they don't want to leave themselves open to having it rejected or to wasting it on somebody who doesn't reciprocate it. So uh, I wanted to mention that and then to tie it into uh, the next scene, like you were about to mention. Um, so we open on the scene downstairs. Deborah is, because the shower is broken, bathing the twins in the sink. And I'm going to hard disavow this weird cultural thing of it's okay for babies to be naked on camera. I'm I don't agree. I don't think that's that's cool. I There's a weird like cultural pass for it. Give them some fucking autonomy and dignity and, you know, let them decide whether they want to show their ass <laughs> to the American viewing public. That's, you know, that's just my soapbox. For this episode, like fucking disavow.
1: All right. uh, Adam has reached his first uh, hard disavowal of everybody loves Raymond, the TV series. We got here, everybody. Yeah. And and, I mean, now Adam saying that kind
2: of like I I, I feel similarly where it made me feel uncomfortable uh, just about like the whole situation where it was like like they are essentially like babies, not infants. But they're very young, but still, it feels strange, especially considering that uh, you know, like they're, you know, this was so long ago. Those, you know, they're they're not babies anymore. It just feels strange.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I'm of the. I just yeah yeah. I was just gonna say what are you of the mind. Of? I was think. I mean, it's it's interesting that like you know, it's uh. I don't know. I feel weird that nudity is something to be ashamed of. I'm going to I'm going to stand on my nudist. Yeah, stand. Michael
2: Dormer. I'm going to stand. It's-
1: I'm going to stand on my nudist. I get what you guys are saying. I really do, but I also think there's a different perspective on 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 it kind of thing. I I get it. I get your point. I also thought it was an innocent scene. I thought it was I thought it was kind well, of funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for me it's not so much about like literally the nudity. It's the fact that they cannot express the autonomy about their body and how it's shown.
1: Okay. It is an interesting, an interesting, part. Part, interesting topic. I don't think I thought about it that deeply. I thought it was, I, my thought was kind of like, huh, it's a funny thing. I don't know if we like you, you'll never see modern family doing a joke like that. Uh, yeah. I do love that kind of, uh, consecutiveness
2: from like in the earlier part of the episode, the shower broken. Then the, the, set, like the center part of the episode, The shower is being fixed, even if it's kind of just like a stage setter. And then the third part of the episode, because of what happened earlier, the twins are being bathed in the bath or in the in the in the sink. sink. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's just a sense of like cohesive storytelling behind the actual storytelling from just the uh, the the setting, which
0: I thought was a a good way to do that. Uh, We are all for are we we have to give it up for continuity within the episode. That's always. That's all we, at that's at all we can always Within, for. yeah. Within a plus, between not so much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. That is a. It's a good detail that they noticed, um, or that they thought through. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, I just have a lot about the twins being naked. <laughs> I just have, like, I wrote a, it's, I guess you'd call it a dissertation. Um, (laughs) Alex's, Adam's new thesis coming out. Mm, Yeah. So they all come downstairs. um, Acting weird. In sort of waves. (laughs) Yeah, acting very strange. Uh, Ray first, and then uh, they, Ray and Deborah go back and forth a little bit. And then Marie and Frank come in, and they're sort of, their characterization of this scene is really good, I think. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. They, uh. Sort of obviously have had a discussion after Ray left, and have decided that they're going to make an effort. Which, good on them. I think is is more than Ray ends up doing. Does I think that might be premature to say, but Ray doesn't even make that the same level of effort that they do. Where they mm, they put up, they don't do it in a sustainable way, right? They just sort of have the big tearful, at least in Maurice's case, tearful like, "I love you, Ray, uh and then Frank's sort of very like, "I love you, um which is you know they were it's fun- obviously hard for they him were to say, it's funny but, for yeah. him yeah. they were
2: they were way more yeah. immediately open to trying it than Ray was,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall. In the off-screen conversation between Marie and Frank, because we really <laughs> don't ever see them, or at the very least, not yet, have a genuine conversation about something their kids brings up, and so that's yeah. an interesting relationship that that happened off-screen, and we will never know what was said, what Marie said to get through to Frank or vice versa. It's it's fascinating. There there is an interesting uh, little like subplot
2: in a future episode, way down the line. That kind of like shows what Marie and Frank do and or like talk about when no one else is around. And I'm not going to say what happens because I want to talk about it when that comes. But um, just what you uh, said there made me think of kind of that uh, part yeah. of the show. So, again, we'll talk about that in three years.
0: <laughs> and I think I remember... Um... As the show goes on, we do explore their relationship Mm -hmm. a lot more as, you know, in and of itself rather than as it relates to Ray. Because at this point, all we know about their relationship and their parenting is from Ray, you know, and looking retrospectively or assuming things retrospectively about what they must have done to create the monster (laughs) Like, let's just put it all out there. The monster that is Ray Barone. The monster that everybody loves. <laughs> Sully. Everybody fears Raymond. Everybody fears oh Raymond. Oh
2: my God, look out, everybody hates Raymond.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to do an Everybody Loves Raymond parody that's like horror. I just <laughs> just to put that title out there.
0: You could Debra. you can definitely edit this show to be like you know, maybe not like a slasher, but you could edit it to be like Dexter or something. A like
1: psychological thriller,
0: like Cloverfield Col- yeah. 9 kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah.
2: Well, I can so see, like, the scene where Ray's alone in the bedroom saying, good old sex
3: <laughs> in there. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So then Robert enters, and immediately, and you know, let's We've already talked too much about these characters' psychology, so let's not even dive into what makes Robert immediately, you know, pick up on what they're doing and just, he's all over Raymond. He's like, well, you're my brother. I love you. (laughs) I thought, um, so then he uh, also, Robert approaches uh, Deborah and says, I love you, Deb, and... um, So, calling back to Robert's sort of purported super strength, uh, Ray uh, sort of goads him off by saying, remember the cat? Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought uh, Brad Garrett's physicality of withdrawing from Deborah of, like, uh, very, like... So good. He had war flashbacks. You can see it register. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Register the trauma of having, presumably... (laughs) murdered this cat from loving it which is very of mice yeah, I, was I was about to say. Gonna say it's a very Lenny move yeah it really is yeah, spoilers
2: yeah. for of mice and men if you're still getting to it <laughs>
0: if you're in 8th grade going into 9th um, but uh, yeah his um, physicality is just so funny in that so uh, then uh, Deborah sort of rebuffs this and I uh, cannot remember which one of you said uh her reaction was like, This is gross? Yeah. That was my My read on that was a little different. I thought she was so when Ray sort of outs her as having brought this up, he which he did in the last episode too. Yeah, I he sort of has a tendency a to throw her under he the bus. Flame. I think it's her like recoiling from the sort of attention and then you know we've already seen her recoil from being vulnerable with ray and now her vulnerability is being exposed to the entire family who she's already not comfortable with Mm -hmm. you know so i think that's her recoiling from being open in that way i don't think it's well, there was responding to the, you know, the outpouring of love in and of itself. Now, so. I only watched the episode once, so I might be misremembering things, but I thought
1: mm-hmm. there was a line in between where, like, Deborah walks in, sees all this affection, Robert hugs her, and then she says something to the effect of, like, Ray, this is not what I wanted, and then Ray throws her under the bus. And that mm. that one line is what I was I reading. Maybe I'm okay. missing I think what specific, I maybe missed that. I think what specifically happened, you're right, she did say...
2: Ray this is not what I wanted and then it's not Ray it's Marie who immediately picks up on like wait this is a problem between you two and then Ray oh, goes in to okay. like fully disclose yeah. the situation and Deborah's vulnerability
0: to just her husband
2: gets revealed to the entire family. Gotcha.
0: Yeah so it's a combination of the two. Right. right. Well uh, that costs Ray big time in my book mm-hmm. he's was at a four he's down to let's call it a Two, I just, it's so painful to watch him throw her under the bus I'm like with that. you, like, I'm
1: with you, that's a bad move.
2: I'm bringing him to a <sighs> three. Uh, I, okay. I think he's pretty consistent with the other kind of shitty pulls in this episode. I don't think that's especially, like,
0: that's, I don't think that's the worst thing okay. he
2: did in this episode.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, at any rate, we get sort of the out of the scene, uh, Debra Mentions why is he leaving again? Is he following the Mets yeah, or something? The Mets are going
1: on a road trip. He's he's um,
0: yeah. He's got a plane leaving in two hours, and this took me out of it a little bit because obviously pre nine eleven. That's we
1: had a whole con- We watched it together. We had a whole conversation about like wow, security
0: adds a lot of time. Well, let's just make some assumptions. Okay, how long does it take to get to JFK from Limburg? Half hour. Ballpark? At, at one, half half hour. hour the worst. Yeah. It's really okay. close. add 30 minutes to pack. Right. I don't think he's got a go bag at the ready, and she even says he still has to pack. So we're already at down to an hour. Yeah.
1: Well, right? he's an hour at the airport, yeah.
0: Yeah, so he gets to the airport an hour from now, presumably. And he has to go through security was still there, you know? Uh, and we also, he has to check in for the flight and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's give him like generously assume it's not busy 15 minutes to get to the airport. Oh, actually maybe let's give him more time because he's a Is he taking a taxi? Is he driving? Is he parking? Mm -hmm. There you go. So let's say, you know, he's got 30 minutes once he's on the other side of security. They close the plane doors. How long in, before six?
2: I'm not sure. Yeah, not because I, I now
0: they close it like 30 minutes. before yeah. Takeoff, yeah, I don't I don't know at if least. it was like
2: that back then.
1: I'm not sure. I like how you're doing like a like a time like a step by step <laughs> minute to minute uh breakdown of this. Um It's just I mean
0: very like
1: it's cutting it close. It's cutting it close. It's cutting it very close. You didn't add the extra
2: two minutes for the reconciliation between Ray and Deb in the bedroom as well. For the for right, the genuine kiss.
0: Yeah. And the yeah.
2: I love you and, and the, the best the moment event. in the episode. <laughs> yeah.
0: Where let's say he has twenty five minutes. From, you know, through security, he has to get to the gate five minutes. Assuming they close the doors ten minutes before takeoff, that gives him very little leeway. I'm not. I'm not happy for Ray. You know, with this timeline, he's gonna be stressed out. At least rebooked. At you know, someone worst.
2: someone listening is like gonna be like is either currently or will like be in charge of writing future SAT questions and one of them's just gonna be Raymond had two hours to get to his plane <laughs> if he lived 30 minutes from the airport yeah and spent
1: if two it was pre nine eleven, imagine pre nine eleven before before the shoe thing you don't need to worry about that anymore yeah
0: you didn't have to take off his shoes yeah. Ugh. I don't know. It just took me no, out of I it. That. I was like, me my too. my
1: takeaway was honestly like before 11 It must have been a much easier time getting to the flight. That's what my thought was in, initially. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. also true. Wait, what you say? I said. don't know. Regardless, <laughs> sorry. we're in Raymond's bedroom.
2: <laughs> Regardless, he is packed up, ready to go. And right before he leaves,
0: oh wait, sorry. Can I just? Oh, I sorry. Did more you have another note thought? about? The previous yep. scene oh, yeah, yeah, oh, is not oh, plane related. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, <laughs> the the, the previous non-plane scene? It's not plane related. So um, I just wanted to point out that after they find out that Ray asking them about expressing affection is for Deborah's sake, they drop it immediately. Very that true. is true.
1: Very, very true point.
0: They cannot maintain that for their own sake and they don't. I don't know if it's a lack of value or it's not wanting to be like, they can do that for Ray. They can't do it because it's an inherently good thing to do. I think that's like a cognitive dissonance thing of they thought Ray expressing this like concern about a lack of affection was a reflection of them. And so they don't see themselves that way. And so they're trying to correct it. They don't, You know, that effect isn't happening when it's about Deborah. And thus, the name
2: of the show makes even more sense, where it's everybody loves Raymond and thus everybody hates everyone who is not Raymond. Such as Chris and Deborah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. In
2: in regards that the entire rest of the main cast don't really get along with each other. They're here yeah. all for Ray because mm-hmm. everybody loves Ray. Right. But they all don't like each other.
3: Mhm.
0: Right. Or they don't see value in engaging with each other beyond as it pertains to Ray. Yes. Which is really, you know, fucked up and we've already Dove way too deep into the psychology. Of this. I, I so,
2: wonder if we send this yeah. to uh, like a prestigious university, if we'll get honorary degrees in
0: psychology. <laughs> I think we'll get honorary degrees in Raymond. <laughs> I think we Even already better. got those in the bag. Even That's easy. <laughs> All right, we made those before we started in we Printer paper, exactly. Yeah, printer paper um okay so ray goes upstairs he's packing he uh then he's about to leave and he looks at the bed and he does just a a terrible job <laughs> yeah, of making yeah it. he's
1: fucking up that bed how, yeah
0: how have you never made a bed before like you're almost what 35 years Something old like you that never made a bed in your life. yeah it
1: was you're you're like a, come on i thought that too i thought that the that the joke was going to be Deborah going in and being horrified by the crime against humanity that he has <laughs> done <laughs> it, onto this it, bed. It also displays kind of maybe a set of low expectations
2: for Ray. True. It's not that the bed was poorly yeah. made. It's that the bed was made.
0: That's mm-hmm. it. Fair the, point, or fair at least point. he attempted. I don't think he fully made the bed. I think he started the bed, yeah. if anything. He didn't talk anything. Yeah, so Deborah, yeah. Deborah comes in and is sort of, watching him from the doorway and she clearly appreciates the effort and sees that he's doing this because he wants to make up for not showing her that he cares. He's showing that he cares through this small way. Um, I think that uh, she's valued, like we were talking about nonverbal communication before. I think she's interpreting this as him showing that he cares. So I think this is a good move by Ray. In just as far as making the bed goes. But I think when they sort of talk about it, I don't think he at first absorbs the lesson. Mm -hmm. And he seems just relieved that he doesn't have to change at first. Like, as long as he keeps doing these small things, Deborah will be fine with it. I think it really redeemed, like, if that was the conclusion that they ended the episode off. Of, I would be like, fuck Ray. He's a one. He should die. I'm glad he's. Presumably, the character is rotting.
1: Now. <laughs> Does but Ray die at the end that, of Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah, we'll find out. I guess uh, we got to see the finale. That would be a plot. That would be a tone change. Holy shit.
0: <sighs> well, we know. So, body count one at this point. Leo. <laughs> rest um, in peace, Leo. Yeah. Rest in peace, Leo. Um, but then Ray comes back and he learns the lesson and he says, I love you mm-hmm. and seems to mean it, which is great. So, and then of course, like the comedic moment at the end of the episode is her then, cause at, I don't think we explicitly mm-hmm. said this, but when they're expressing like why he doesn't feel comfortable doing this, he says, he's afraid that someone's going to laugh at him. He's afraid of being vulnerable in that mm-hmm. way. Um, and so, so the choice to have Deborah then laugh at laugh him at is it's really, fun. Uh, it's, it's, really
2: it's a beautiful little twist on this whole kind of development. Yeah. And also, in a weird way, kind of like self explains the reason why this con there may not be continuity in future episodes where they had this talk and it's more about the nonverbal love. So Ray's not going to just start saying, I love you because of this episode.
0: I don't know. We'll have to see as it moves forward. I thought it wasn't so much about verbal versus nonverbal. I think it's just generally about him showing that Affection. he cares yeah. and yeah. But um I think I you can read her laughing and this is the way I'm choosing to interpret it, um, as sort of just a release of tension. Mm-hmm. More yeah, than you know what?
2: That's that's fair.
0: Um or at least that's how I would rationalize it as like a natural response to the scene. Because I think if you look at it that way, it makes sense like with her character arc in addition to just being a good way to end the episode comedically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. 100%. So uh, yeah, I think it, it works. And I like that they ended on that sort of release of tension. But um, then of course we have like the the, what do you call the... The end of the like, not the the opposite of the cold open. What do you call that? The, the warm close. Yeah, the hot yeah. close. <laughs> the post uh, So we go scene. to the hot close. <laughs> yeah, the hot close of Ray calling from uh the road, and he's on the phone, mm-hmm. uh, and he's saying that he loves the other person on the end of the phone, and that he's going to be saying it a lot more often. Uh, and then of course they reveal that he's talking to one of the kids. Yeah. So, uh, I think I thought it was a funny bit. I thought it was funny, funny, yeah. yeah. I'm just, I would have appreciated it if, you know, for my own sake, they had shot an extended ending where he then tells Deborah the same thing because I want to believe that he learned from this, but they want to end on a joke, really. Yeah, yeah. I know, but like for I, I want to read the novelization of this episode where we find out that he then wrote Deborah a postcard where yeah. he was like, "Deborah, I love you, and I'm going to be saying it a lot more often."
1: Adam, I, I, I love that idea. <laughs> I also need you to recognize that everybody loves Raymond is not like a Nicholas Sparks book. I don't think it's meant to be like this big romance, <laughs> overarching thing of like the it's husband a falling thing. in love. It's a yeah. It's a learning thing.
0: It's a learning thing. Yeah. That's exactly right. I want to um, give you a little insight into what I spent my afternoon doing. So Uh-oh. <laughs> the, uh, the start of the hot close is an establishing shot of a city skyline and a baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. I spent... 45 minutes <laughs> trying to figure out where that So okay Can I take a guess can I take a guess yeah, Well you can take a guess as to What my best guess is because I did Not have a definitive answer. okay
1: So my thought Is that it's Probably a National League ballpark 1996 and we see that It was a covered stadium so It could have mm-hmm. been uh, The Diamondbacks it could have been the Rays So Either Phoenix or Tampa. I think it's colder, though. Dude, my bet is the Montreal.
0: Rays.
1: Thank you. I thank you. I it's the Rays. Up,
0: I looked up what teams have covered stadiums. Yeah, the Rays did not build their covered stadium until 2021. Is that true? Something like the that. The trap is 2012. The trap is that I new. Don't know. Yeah, it's got to be 2012 because it's an atrocious ballpark. It's oh, you know what I'm thinking of the Marlins, oh,
1: yeah, the Marlins built a new stadium, in... I yeah. thought it was 2019, but still pretty pretty unlikely, yeah I, don't know.
0: I looked at all of those stadiums, I think, based on the skyline that we see that it is Atlanta. that would make sense, because go ahead, I want you to go back and look because there's one building that's sort of tubular okay. Totally. I think that's the Weston Peachtree Plaza in Atlanta, which is a mirrored sort of tubular <laughs> shape. Adam took one framing
1: established shot and just
0: freaking doxed <laughs> <Dre> Ray Romano. <That's laughs> well, we know he was in it, or we can assume yep. our best guess is that he was in Atlanta. In 1996. Yeah, very true. I also, that makes sense because the Atlanta
1: Braves are in the same division as the New York Mets, which means they play at least 16 games, I think. It might have been more back then because this was before interleague play. So, uh, yeah,
0: something like that. Not only did I look up what teams are in the National League, I looked up what teams were in the National League in 1996. There you go. So I looked at the Montreal Expos Stadium. Like, I went down a whole rabbit hole and I'm prob. the thing about it is I'm probably wrong Yeah, like at the end of the day we'll never know so, but that's a good get yeah it's a good bet and that's I think a good thing to close on is a call to action <laughs> if you know what city Ray was in at the end of this episode please write to Raymond at postfun.info and let us know because I'm gonna keep looking and I'm not smart enough to figure it out so this is probably going to be I, what kills me. I wonder if this is going to be a recycled shot that we see every time Ray is on assignment.
2: <laughs> wow, he goes to Atlanta a lot. Yeah. Adam, I appreciate your commitment to a, a low standards podcast as you spend mm-hmm. most of your time figuring out how to dox Ray Barone.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a docs thing. It's more of a where in the world is. I love it. Sort of thing. I freaking love it. All right, guys.
1: I think that does it for this episode of Everybody I Loves, so. Everybody Loves Raymond. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please remember to subscribe on whatever podcasting forum you're listening to us on right can now. Can they subscribe? Can they? I Do think so. so.
0: They can. Two things. Two notes. Yeah. Not a video podcast. So they can't watch it. Other note: Yes, they can subscribe on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know, you know. I think we're, we're we've submitted to Amazon Music, so if you're ninety five years old, check it out there. <laughs> who the fuck is listening to Amazon? Music?
2: Who, the, who the hell is is listening to podcasts on Amazon Music? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, yeah, and also please remember to send all questions, all, uh, shit. Remembrances. Remembrances. I forgot the name of the thing. Send all questions, all remembrances, all hate mail to Raymond at postfun.org.
0: And I think that's it for this week. So there's just one last thing to say. Our classic (laughs) sign-off Everybody loves Raymond and, and, and we, we
3: love, love,
0: love, love
1: you. you. See you next time. All right, then. Debra. <laughs> Debra. Debra. I can't do it. I'll get it eventually.
0: Hey, Adam here. I uh, realized after we stopped recording that we forgot to do our final baronmater rating, and that is how we're going to pronounce it from now on. Mike gave Ray a 4.5 at the end. He believes that there was some genuine change happening, but it will probably be thrown away at the start of the next episode. Alex had him at a 4. He felt that Ray had a rough episode and his recovery at the end was not enough to bring it up. I also had him at a 4. I do think he learned his lesson, but the man is such a haunted house inside that I cannot in good conscience rate him highly. So that averages out to a 4.2. A bit of a dip from last time, but still in the same ballpark. So we're looking forward to evaluating ray until then remember everybody loves raymond and we love you